This is Alex. And this is James. And you're listening to the American Toffee Podcast. Hey, everybody. I hope that you're having an awesome week. This episode is going to feel a little bit different. I'm riding solo and I'm starting a series with shorter episodes called Alex's Hypotheticals. And so the way it's going to work is anything that pops in my mind that feels perplexing, that I want to do more research on, that I want to share with other fans and fanatics like myself, I'm going to upload an episode and it'll be maybe 10, 15 minutes, just kind of a short, a short form podcast episode. So today, the very first episode of Alex's Hypotheticals is on Adrisa Gana Gay. I have a couple titles in mind. One of them might be Never Gonna Give You Up. Or in other words, Are We Gonna Need Another Defensive Midfielder? I'm done with the puns. So essentially, a couple of reports months back talked about how PSG were sniffing around and they were coming from some pretty reputable sources. Now, we've been trying to figure out our best midfield trio for a long time, even back to when it was, you know, Schneiderlin, Ghana, and Sigurdsson. We would complain, oh, we don't need two defensive midfielders, but we're not able to move the ball forward without Sigurdsson dropping deep. Now we find ourselves in a situation where we have Sigurdsson and Gomez, and then Ghana. That is our starting trio. Fantastic midfield. Ghana leads the league in tackles by a good amount. Only the young right back at Crystal Palace, Aaron Juan Basaka, is even close. Essentially, I think he's only four or five tackles behind. But here is where my thought process lies. Ghana is fantastic on the defensive side. He gets a ton of tackles, a ton of interceptions. He essentially helps to break up play and he just nags the other team's midfield. The issue is that Ghana has no offensive talent whatsoever. He can't move the ball forward. He can't shoot. And that is a big issue. The reason why that's an issue is because we're looking at our team right now and Sometimes we're lacking in chances created. We see Lookman coming off the bench, and he's doing a pretty good job, especially at City. But from the midfield, we're really leaving something to be desired. Now, I want you to keep in the back of your mind that when we're talking about PSG is sniffing around, we're overhauling the squad, we're, we're getting younger. Ghana is 29 years old. At the beginning of next season, within one month, he will be 30. Okay. We signed him for about £7 million from Aston Villa a couple seasons ago when they went down. It was a fantastic buy. Steve Walsh is a legend for that alone. That's a controversial statement, but I'm full of them. So what I did was I took a couple of stats off of who scored and compared Ghana to a couple of defensive midfielders that Everton has been linked to, namely Ndombele from Lyon. He's a young 21-year-old defensive midfielder who is supposed to be extremely exciting and talented. And then the second midfielder is Ducore from Watford, 25 years old. We saw exactly what he can do a couple of weeks ago. He was fantastic against Everton, unfortunately, and scored a pretty good goal too. So let's check this out. In terms of through balls, all three of them have about 0.1 per match. Nothing special there. We're looking at long balls, kind of varied, but Ducore and Ghana are pretty close. Ghana has 2.7 long balls per match. Ducore has 2.5. Now, long balls, to me, I guess can be a long pass, whether that is lobbed up to the striker or whether that is 
on the floor. I'm assuming it doesn't matter. But here are a couple of the big indicators. Key passes per match. Ghana has 0.4 key passes per match. And Dombele has 1.4 key passes per match, which is three times, over three times. And Ducore has 1.2 key passes per match, which is three times. And then to round it all off, assists this season. Ghana has zero. And Dombele has four. And Ducore has five. And so what that tells me, and that well, this is pretty much what we already know, is that Ghana is, a, is essentially just taken out of the equation when moving the ball forward. Now, if we're thinking about how we lined up a couple of seasons ago, three, four seasons ago, when Gareth Barry was a mainstay, and he was fantastic, and this is what I've been saying for a long time, he was older, he was extremely slow, but he was extremely intelligent, and he just kind of played essentially right in front of the back four, as what some American coaches call a stopper. And he would just ping balls. His passing range was fantastic. What we see now is we see our midfield trio of Sigurdsson, Gomez, and Ghana setting up in a triangle, as you would expect. But right when Ghana retrieves a ball, intercepts a ball, maybe it's given to him from the center backs, what does he do? Number one thing, he looks left and he passes it five yards to Gomez or five yards to Sigurdsson a little bit forward. Another option, obviously, is is sending it wide to Seamus Coleman, but... The reason why that's an issue is because not only are we pretty strong on the counterattack, we could be much better in build-up play if you can cut past, essentially, most of the opposition's midfield. When a defensive midfielder plays a pass, maybe to one of the forwards or one of your wingers, whether it's a complete through ball past the defense or if it's just maybe Sigurdsson sitting deeper or a center forward posting up in front of the center backs and it cuts right through the midfield when you have the kind of pace that Bernard Walcott Lookman all bring to the side even Richarlison then that presents an opportunity to get the opposition catch them out of shape and push forward and so when I'm taking all these things into account you're wondering from a business perspective Ghana is turning 30 years old at the beginning of next season PSG might be sniffing around. We have a brand new coach. Is it possible that it could be worth it for Ghana to be moved on for a good profit and then get a midfielder, maybe in the in the form of Ducore or Ndombele, Ndombele being a little bit of a moonshot, that is going to essentially sit deep, cut off passing lanes. Obviously, they're going to engage in tackles, interceptions, but They feel comfortable playing a pass forward. They have plenty of assists. Ducore, as we saw, can score a headed goal too with a late run into the box. Now, I understand that this is a pretty controversial thought, but when you talk about how the midfield looks and some of the weaknesses of the team itself, everyone jumps straight to the right-hand side, Theo Walcott and Seamus Coleman, but... What nobody's really talking about is the fact that we don't really still have a balance in our midfield. Ghana is so good at what he does, but unfortunately, when you're talking about trying to break the top six, I personally don't think that what he does is enough. And he's getting to the point where now might be the time to move on, sign a defensive midfielder in his stead, and see where that can take us. 
this episode has been a little shorter. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Let me know what you think, and we will see you guys in two days for our Tottenham pre-match episode. Thanks for tuning in to the American Toffee Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at USA Toffee Pod to stay up to date on the latest episode releases and Everton news. And we'll see you guys next time.